This, this, this is, 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 is. Fight Disciples. Welcome to an extra special podcast. We went all the way to New York City. No, not to watch Crawford Khan, even though we did that. We came to meet the main man himself, the lad that impregnates everybody that he touches. And in fact, I'm feeling a little bit bloated myself. I thought it was just the beer, but it's because I've been in contact with Mighty Mo Hooker. We got an exclusive sit down. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Check this out. Look at that face. The main man. We came all the way to New York City. Every other journalist is in New York City from the UK to follow the Crawford Khan fight. That's not why we're here. Nope. We're here to hang out with this guy. <laughs> said it before and I'll say it again. This man does two things better than anybody on the planet. Fighting and fucking. It's the man. It's baby. The best thing about this is that when we walked in, Stacey, you sorted the interview out. Mike, just have a quick look there. Give it a little bit there. Stacey, you sorted it all out. She said, are you the guys that talk about his mighty spunk? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're the guys that talk about his mighty spunk. Listen, man. It's, yes. it's a pleasure to have you on the show. We are going to talk boxing. Of course yes. we're going to talk boxing, right? Yes. But with us being sat on the, on the, on the couch with you right yes. now, are we safe? We're not going to get pregnant or anything like that? <laughs> yeah, I say. Yeah, I say. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is another thing as well, because Stacey asked me yesterday regarding my surname. My surname's Catterall. Yes. Yeah, she told me earlier we are coming to your last name. We're from, we're, we're from the same area yeah. of, of the UK, but we're not related, all right? Okay. But that is a name that obviously is now on the more hooker radar. Yeah. Yep. Jack Catterall, he's, uh, he's looking to get a shot at that WBO belt. You've been grasshoppering him, man. You've been giving oh, him yeah. the grasshopper. Oh, yeah, I mean, he, he's young, he's hungry, he coming. So I call him a little grasshopper, you know? I mean, just a young guy, he coming, but he got to learn first. I mean, I think he, he ahead of himself. He's not on my level yet. What? So what? Explain the term grasshopper, because he seems to have taken some type oh. of offence to... Oh, where I'm from, the hood, we, like the old people, we call the young people grasshoppers. When they're young and hard-headed and keep making mistakes over and over, they be like, you know, come down, young grasshopper, you know, you're going to get your turn. Some tell him, like, come down, you know, young kid, you're going to get your turn. I mean, grasshopper is nothing to make, no, you not calling by his name yeah. or... No, it's like, come down, you're going to get your turn, you know, you're going to get his butt whoops soon. Will it, will it happen back in the UK, Mo? Because obviously... Fans of our show are fully aware of you because of the fact that we were raving about you, but then you came to Manchester, you spanked Terry Flanagan, yes. and you became a, a superstar in the UK. You got a massive fan base in the yeah, UK. I Would you jump at going back over there? Oh, yeah, I, I, love, I fight anywhere. I love to go back over there, man, because the fans, they know a lot about boxing, and they support their fighters no matter yeah. what. Win, loss, draw, they support them. Over here in USA, once you lose, the fans will walk off and leave you alone. Like, ah, he was nothing, but in UK, it's just different. You know, they keep following you no matter what. You can come and live with us. No yeah. problem, man. You can Absolutely. come and live in the UK. Well, I can pack my bath. I got a lot of kids coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful thing about that performance that Nick's just mentioned there, when you came over, because there was a lot of build-up for Terry Flanagan, from yeah. our point of view anyway, yep. he was an undefeated champion at that time. Right. And, and everybody was going... Up. Yeah, exactly. He was up. moving up. Everybody was going crazy and saying, what a great opportunity for him yeah. to become a two-weight world champion. Our listenership didn't know too much yes. about Mohawker before that fight. You've come over, you've done your thing, and... A lot of people fell in love with the way that you went about that performance right. and then, now it seems that you're constantly looking yeah. either to unify or take on those big challenges. Oh yeah, so right now I'm just want to fight the next, the next big guy, you know, next big name, another world champion. Because, you know, everybody still look at me as the underdog, but... 
Why is that? Why are they looking at the underdog now? Because you, you've beaten a legit world champion in Terry right. Flanagan, and now are you going about your business? You mean my last four or five opponents been all undefeated? Yeah. yeah. All of them been undefeated, you know. It's just, I guess because I haven't fought on TV a lot, a lot of people in USA don't know who I am. So they say a lot about how USA, you know, become a fan. If yeah. they don't see you, you do good, you do bad. Mm. It depends how, you know, how they gonna like you. But you know, UK, man, they, they like you, they like you, and they gonna ride with you. That's what I like about UK. Mm. So regarding the process then for the rest of the year, yes. how close are we for uh, that Jack Catterall fight? Would that happen next, do you think? No, yeah. Uh, Had the WBO been on to you and said, listen, it's a mandatory situation? Or uh, doing he, that? Even mandatory, yeah, no doubt. But uh, he got a fight coming up. Yep. Uh, I'm looking to fight again in July. It can be him. But if not, I fight him around November, December, you know, mm -hmm. for the year end. You know, I, I would uh, take his dream away. He would not be a world champion. I like I the mean, way you did that then, right? Yes. Because you're just talking to me and then all of a sudden when you were getting into oh, yeah. fight mode, so you were that. looking right down the barrel <laughs> and you were giving it him. That's what you were doing. When I say I would look at him, you know, <laughs> like, I'm taking it away. You just impregnated him. What are you doing <laughs> there, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you did. Jack's you're fight Listen, <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about unifying the belt and obviously that's got to be the long-term yeah. goal, but there's a tournament on right now featuring right. a couple of champions in your weight division, yes. the World Boxing Super Series. Why, why are you not in this tournament? Uh, they turned me because uh, when they came to me about the idea, they want me to fight all over in the UK and not in the United States. Uh. I'm like, nah, I just went over there and fought Flanagan. I want to fight in the USA. Mm -hmm. And they were like, they told me nah. So I like, forget the tournament, you know. But now I seen they let Regis fight at, at his home in mm. you know, New Orleans, which you don't never sell out. You know, be like a couple people there, but they let him do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, why not? And, yeah, Regis, I hear everybody what you said, Regis. He coming the weakest champ. You're the weakest intern champ. He ain't no real champ, he intern. You're good at that. Yeah. You're good at that. When you go, when you go into fight mode, I'm getting a little bit, woof, might, I might get chinned in a minute, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think will come out on, on top in that World Boxing Super Series? Who's the guy for you in that? I haven't seen much. Uh, Josh Taylor. Uh -huh. I haven't really, I haven't really watched the guy. But he, he's pretty good. Yeah, you know? we're, big, we're big fans of him. Yeah, big so fan. I really watched him. Then uh, he fight, He got a tough fight coming up. against that uh, Ivan. Branchick, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. That's a tough fight for him. So I, I would say the win I did would win the tournament. You know, Regents, yeah, he fighting all the soft guys in the tournament. He ain't really fought nobody. Look at everybody he ain't fought. I mean, come on now. I mean, can you really say he the best at 140? He ain't fought nobody, you know, but, you know, the fans like what they want. You know, if, if mm. he win, I would love to fight Regents, you mm. know. If Jotain win, I'll fight him. But whoever win, I just want the best out there to put my name out there. Let everybody know I'm the king at 140, you know. I want to be that, that, that monster that... Nah, you don't want to fight Maurice. He he long, he hard, you know. And he always going for the knockout. And I just want to be that guy at 140. Mm. Is that what it's all about? Position yourself ready for when that tournament finishes? Be yeah. the guy waiting to, yeah. outside the ring to go, come on then. Oh yeah, I'm I got waiting. the other belt. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm waiting. I want to fight uh, the Jose Ramirez, the WBC guy, but he got a fight coming up. I mean, everybody busy right now, so it's just leave me just here waiting to you know, one of them guys win a tournament or Jose want to fight, just, you know, I'm just waiting for whoever. But I want the best out there. How are, you, how are you, I've got to ask you this question because obviously the weight yeah. issue with the last fight, where are you with the weight? Are you cool with 140 uh, or are you thinking maybe at some point I've got to go to 147? No, nah, I was cool with 140. Uh, the last time I missed weight, the first couple times, because it was my fault. Uh, I was in a hotel messing around. Room, room service. Yeah. You go, yeah. I'm like that on this trip, you know what I mean? It's too tempting. I see the menu, boom, let's get them cheeseburgers in. Yes, yeah, so I, I was away, you know. I should have woke up that morning and worked out, but I was in my room watching TV. Like, man, I got no time. It's like, I got an hour. I got it. And uh, the, the time came up fast, you know, and it was time for me to, to hear him go way in, and I missed it. It's good that you're honest about that, though, yeah. and that you're on this, you understand that process. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, 
you live and you learn, you know. I, I wasn't born and you know, being a world champion, you know. I gotta yeah. learn as I go. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. So 140, you're cool with. You're staying at 140. Oh, yeah. You're big at 140, though. Yeah, yeah I'm you know, big. Yeah, and, is, uh, is the plan to unify at 140 and then maybe move up, or do you think you'll be a career 140? At the, I want to be like Terry, uh, Terrence Crawford. I want to take yeah. over 140. I want all the belts, then I can move up. Yeah, yeah, Until yeah. then, I'm going to stay, I'm gonna stay there until I do it. You know? Yeah, I move up. I don't see nobody no three at 147. I'm not talking about uh, Earl Spence, because that's my guy from Dallas and uh, Terrence Crawford. Yeah, you good friends. Them, yeah, them, them two, like, the guys at 147. So when they get done having their business, maybe I'm move up and take over. There might be an opportunity, because we're hearing that Mikey Garcia isn't going to go all the way back down to 135. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here at 140. Yeah. I'll ask him if he fired uh, Earl Spence. Like, why you go 147? I'm right here at 140. Yeah. I mean, we, he didn't want to get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a super fight. Yeah. yeah. You and Mikey Garcia at 140, that's a, that's a fight. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting on you, you know. I don't have a fight coming up. He don't either, you know. Let, let's do it. Let's do it. Down the barrel. Come on, you know it. Let's do it, Mikey Garcia. <laughs> I'm waiting on you. <laughs> Regarding away from fighting, because you seem a really fun guy. Yes. Like, we follow you on social media. We keep up to date. Well, obviously, we, we, we joke about the pregnant yeah. thing, but you've got a big family. You're yeah. a young guy. You've got a lot of... A lot of children to take care of, but it seems that you're a real yeah. tight group, man. A real tight knit group. Oh yeah, man. You know, I just I love just being around my kids, my family. You know, just keep the circle smile. Cause now, as I steady moving up, everybody want to come around. Like, ah, oh, Maurice, let's go hang out. You know, you don't want to hang with that wrong crowd. Somebody right in my car. He got yeah. a gun in his car. You know, gun in his pocket. We get pulled over. Bam. I'm back on ESPN news. Yeah. <laughs> so, For all I'm, the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. right reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, I just try to you know, stay to myself and just spend as you know, much time as I can with my kids. Because once I go to camp, I want to send them up to after the fight over with. So you take yourself completely away from yeah. your family, do you, when you're yeah. in camp? I leave my family, everybody, friends, dogs, everybody. Because I want to be so focused on the guy I'm fighting, you know, just all my attention go to him. Yeah, that's tough, yeah, man. So, yeah, but at least you get some sleep. We all yeah. them kids in the house, you know yeah, what I mean? It's a nightmare. <laughs> it, it is, man. It's just, like, my kids probably go to sleep, like, around 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and they wake up by, like, 9, just... Just going. We've got we've got little ones. We've yeah. got kids similar age, five and two-ish. You're, 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 mate, my little girl doesn't sleep. She's like, Dad, I want to get in your bed. Yeah. What's yeah. that about? What's it like at your house? You've got all those guys. They're all knocking on saying, let's all get in the bed. Yeah. There's no room for you. All right, now they, they're so big and uh, some some kind of Nerf gun with little bullets. And, <laughs> oh, man. So when I walk around the house, I keep a Nerf gun in my back pocket or something because... I don't know. When Put that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we had a, we, you know, we had fun last weekend. You know, I bought you about nerf guns. So we just went to war. You know, <laughs> of course it was all them versus me. And I got my two youngest sons, around three years old. Like, daddy, load my gun while I'm getting shot. I'm like, oh, that's not fun. <laughs> Do they love it? Do, yeah. they, do they get it? The sacrifices you make to become to be a oh. world champion to provide to them? Do they get it or? Oh yeah, they, they get it. They get it because I when I'm gone, I let them know. I still love them, but daddy going to work, you know, take care of business, you know, to get them a better life. Mm-hmm. But when I come back, I, I be there with them. I go to everything they want me to do. Uh, I buy them everything they want, and uh, I let them know hard work pay off. Yeah. Which one of the kids owns the belt then? I bet you're one of them. It's, it's their belt. <laughs> yeah. They keep it. Maurice, Maurice keep the belt. He stayed with me, so he he really keep the belt. You know, he keep it under him. You know. Does he wear it? Yeah. I, <laughs> I walking hands, and I just peep around the door. I see him with the belt, so like, doing interviews. I'm Maurice hooking. <laughs> It's pretty fun, you know, having kids, but it's it's a lot of work. It's no, lot of absolutely, work. man. What what are their hopes, dreams, ambitions? Because as you just said that, right? You come yeah. from a very different place and providing them a very different life yes. than what they get to experience now with the riches of what you're doing in the in the, in the fight sports world. But I'm sure every fighter that I speak to, yeah. they don't want their kids to go into I this know. world. No, I don't, man. Because 
a lot of people who the fans who don't understand boxing like the hard work, the sacrifice, not being with your family, not being with your kids, missing birthdays, missing graduation, field trips, you missing all that stuff. Cause you trying to make the, you know, make them a better life, you know, had make sure they have a better life and they grow up better than yours, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of sacrifice, you know, and now. I be like in camp on my Facebook, see my family out together partying. I'm like, ah oh, man, I wish I was there with them, but you know, it's a sacrifice. I, I understand, you know, so I'm not, I'm over it. Back, you know, when I first started, I used to get mad. Like, man, why am I in camp? I should go party with them. Then I'm like, let them go have that fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I come home, we gotta go party again. An even bigger party. Do they like sports? Are they into different types of sports? Do oh, they, do they oh, play ball? Do they play oh, basketball? My kids, what do they do? Oh, yeah. man, my. Saying over everything. One of my sons, Maurice, my junior, he played soccer, basketball, football. Kyrie played soccer. Uh, Tyrese, he played football. Like all my kids keep me busy. Like yeah, when I yeah. go home, I'm you're a not, you're a taxi. Yeah, you're like, a cab driver. You're like, taking them to all the things. <laughs> tomorrow I have. Well, I'm at the fight. I got I got a track meet to go to. In the, I had track meet to go to in the morning. I got a soccer game to go to tomorrow. And I had a, uh, my son doing personal training with football. So I'm very busy. Like I can't. If I oversleep, I miss everybody, you know, because <laughs> I don't want to show no faces. I don't want to miss his uh, track meeting, but go to his baseball game. Yeah. And then they'll be like, you made it to, you know, his baseball game. Like, ah, you know, so I just, if I miss one, I miss all. If I make, I make one, I make all of them. So I want to show no faces to you know, I love them all. What, what, out of all, the, I mean, you can't pick one yeah. particular one, but out of all the sports that they're all getting involved with, yeah. which one do you look at now as a, as a dad and think, oh, I wish I'd have. I wish I'd have been able to do that when I were a kid, maybe get involved with us and that opportunity that you're now providing for them. I would say soccer. Yeah? Soccer? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're just playing like the British. British. You're yeah, playing for the British. I, like, I played in elementary. I played soccer in elementary, but it wasn't that big, you know, yeah, especially yeah. in my neighborhood. Like, you playing soccer? Like, you're playing soccer? Like, oh, like, oh. But now, <laughs> it, and now as I'm older, I'm like, man, soccer, man, because it's, it's so much. You got to be in shape. Run up down there. Me watching my son run up and down that field, having fun, smiling, pushing guys. Nah. I he get pushed, but I, I told him, he, if he get pushed, better get him a fight. But you know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, that's it's the fun. hooker in you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just, it's just fun, you know, because soccer, man, just, it's, it's a lot with boxing that's too, it. man. Yeah, because you get paid well and you don't yeah. get punched in the face. It's a bonus, yes. yeah. Yeah, very good. So my son, I hope he you know go play pro soccer. That's my goal. Why did you pursue boxing anyway? What got you into boxing in the first place? Ah, man, I, I was a knuckhead. I was like uh, Jack Carroll. I was a, Young grasshopper, man. You know, I was just on the streets. I was doing all the wrong stuff. I was fighting and doing everything else. So my daddy took me to the boxing gym one day to get me beat up by some boxers. You know, and I how, went old, to, how old? How old? Did I was about like 15, 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he took me to the gym to get beat up. I to like, teach you a lesson. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, let's go. I went there. A couple of guys over here in the bag. They, they looked good. You know, they've been boxing for a while. I put my gloves on, got in the ring to spar, and I beat them up. Not a couple of men. At least spar like two or three of them. You know, first time, yeah. Wow, wow. And, and I feel love with da your dad. Must have been like, my daddy. Uh, he was a, he's he's a street guy, so he he boxed too, and he do other stuff. So he was happy. He was happy. But then at the time, I just got braces too. So my mouth was all cut up. I was bleeding everywhere. It just, oh, man. I couldn't eat no McDonald's, no fries, no nothing. Man. So <laughs> I would hurt by things. I eat some McDonald's fries. The salt hit the lip, the cut. Like, oh man. So but. No, I feel a little about something. I can fight, beat somebody up, and not get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd rather go to the gym the next day. <laughs> was that the moment as well, that first knockout where you thought, yeah. this is me, this yeah. is what I'm all about? This is, you know, me knocking the guy out in the ring down, the, down on the streets, it's better in the ring because I get cheer about it. You, you know? get paid for it. Yeah, you get paid for it, you know, so I, I love that. I feel a little about it. Now I'm doing something I love and making 
making good money and I'm taking care of my family, yeah. uh, putting them in a different neighborhood, in a better neighborhood than I grew up in. So it's paying off. How, from, from your point of view, how important is boxing in taking people that have had tough upbringings away right. from that world and, and, and helping them change their lives? I mean, it, to me, it's, it's very big. I mean, we got a couple guys out there now, like Agent Brunner. He didn't have nothing but look at him. He, he just, his, his surroundings, you know, he making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, had money, that type of money before, you going crazy now. You, yeah. you going to buy this, you going to buy that, you going to go party, you buy stuff you don't even need. I mean, one of my fights, I got paid, I bought like five or six cars. <laughs> <laughs> Five or six. Yeah. I like the fact that you don't know how might many have been five, you might have been six. Yeah. yeah. Ah, it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, just because it was just cars and growing up, like, man, if I get money, I'm going to buy that car. You know, I always wanted that car. Now that I got it, the money, I'm like, I'm going to buy that car. And that some, one. Yeah. And that one. I had so many cars, my friend, yo, I'm like, man, I had to start selling them. Like, man, because now my, I stand in the rich, I mean, not rich, I stand in a good neighborhood, new community. You know, everybody like, man, what do he do for a living? Because now I'm driving different cars. And, <laughs> you know I mean, so I had to start selling some, you know, like, man, let me slow down, you know, because yeah. I never had this type of money, but let me live like I never had this money before, but not poor, but right there in the middle. Yeah, man. It must be tough, that, to come from, like you say. Nothing, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. To, to then having everything at your disposal to be able to, put, to, be able to buy five yeah. or six five cars, or six. you know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's pretty big, you know? You need to have good people around you to be able yes. to advise you and keep you. Say, listen, man, keep your money, look after your money, invest it here, and do good, wise things with it, rather yeah, than man. just go crazy. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand either. I just ran out by taxes, man. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still like, I just pay less. I need to sell the car. Yeah. I need to sell yeah. the cars to pay my the, the toughest tax. opponent to yeah. your career, that one. Yeah. Tax man. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I just ran out that last week. I paid my taxes. I thought it would be like a couple, like maybe like fifty thousand or something. Man, it was like, it no, was, man. It was a lot. Listen, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Like, That's all man. you need to know. It was a yeah, lot. Yeah, it was a lot. You know, I'm still a little heartbreaking. Man. I'm ready to fight now. You got <laughs> it hurt. Please find me a fight soon, you know? Yeah, but yeah, taxes, man. See, people are like, you from you are from my neighborhood, you don't care about no taxes because we never make money like that. And then it's like, how much they gonna take? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I gotta get back in the gym. Yeah, I gotta soon. fight. <laughs> yeah. How, you mentioned earlier about Terence being, you know, a, a bit of an inspiration for you, a yeah. bit of a role model. But who else in boxing, you know, who's inspired you along the way? I mean, I um, I seen Triple G one time in camp. We stayed at Abel's and Big Bird. Um, EJ, what area? I call him Earl Spence. Mm. EJ, you know, we bro came bro came up from Dallas. So uh, trained at the same gym, Maple Avenue Boxing Gym. Uh, it's a it's a couple guys. Andre Ward, I like him, man. He he's pretty smart. Tim DeBradley. You know, it's a lot of guys I just sit back and watch, you know, and see how they live their life when they get money, you know, and take care of their family. You know, cause that's something I wanna do. So I wanna sit and watch, you know. I tell people I want I want born a world champion, you know. It's stuff I gotta learn, you know, it's some stuff I gotta stop doing, stuff yeah. I gotta start doing. So, you know, and I'm a world champion, I'm learning as I go. But that's why I think from a British fan's point of view, we see a lot we, we aspire to that, you know what yes. I mean? We could see we could see that the humble champion is the champion that we love, you know Absolutely. what I mean? The guy that comes from our neck of the woods that yeah. is doing great, but still but there still remains the same inside, yeah. if that makes sense. Like yeah. Ricky Hatton for us mm-hmm. was yeah. massive. Yeah. It was huge. He'd, he'd, be, yeah. he'd be fine at the weekend and in the pub with us on, on a Monday, you know yeah. what I mean? That's <laughs> that guy. Yeah. And I think a lot of our listeners anyway see a, a bit of that in you, you know yeah. what I mean? They see that you're trying to provide for your family, yes. you're doing your thing, you're a young guy. Yeah, you make mistakes, but every now and again, yeah. you're, you're learning as you're going along. Oh yeah, I mean, because uh, I had this fear, uh, like the day I was in uh, Oak Cliff, it was a bad neighborhood. And I go to, I go where I hang out, but so I'm like, a kid like, hey, Maurice, you the real champion. Me and one day I'm going to grow up and be like you. I'm like, man, I can't even be here no more, you know? Because I'm growing, you know? Everybody 
want to be like me now. So then taught me to start changing, uh, you know, change my life around. Yeah. You know, stop stop going to the the hood store and trying to hang out, and you mm-hmm. know, just start going to my mama house and hang out everybody at the corner. You know, just so then taught me to change and evolve my life to some some better. You know, so. I'm learning as that I must go. Be, that must be difficult. Though. Yeah, that, it because, is. It because is. that's your room, and that's yeah. where your friends and your people are. Do you feel a pressure of being not just a role model to your mm. kids now? You're a role model to people in your hood, kids yeah. all over the yeah. nation. Yeah. I mean, it's no pressure, but I gotta watch what I do. You know, I just I can't go out there with no shirt on, just stand coming to the street, and just hanging, <laughs> talking to everybody else. They drive by like this. That's Maurice. He's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so nah, got his belt on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I just you know if I'm going if I'm going to Oak Cliff, you know I go to. A barbershop or somewhere, you know, yeah. where everybody is. You know, I just not gonna go stand in front of the barbershop, you know, because you pay everybody, you see like good 15, 20 black guys, you're like, something ain't right over there. Yeah. <laughs> something to go down. So now. Plus, as well as that, I've, uh, I've no doubt jealousy is a thing as yeah. well, because you are being, you're successful now, yeah. you're doing your thing, you've worked your way out. People, yeah. some people don't like that. You know? uh, a lot of people don't like that, yeah. you know, it's just, I just gotta watch my surroundings, you know, as I'm, as I'm getting bigger. I gotta watch my surroundings and watch some people, people I call my friends. Yes. Because not everybody your friends. They don't want to set you up and rob you, especially in my neighborhood, you know. So it's just, I just hang hang with myself, my family, with my kids, and even my dogs. Sometimes we ride around together, me and my dogs. And then you go for a ride, you know, because I don't want to call such and such. Which, you know, ca- which car do you go in? Uh, I mean, probably my dually truck. <laughs> <laughs> How many dogs have you got? Uh-huh. How many dogs? I have three. Yeah, three dollars. <laughs> I was about to go dog crazy for a little bit too. I started out with wind. Hang on, right? Yeah. Is there any room in your house? How big is the house? Yeah. You got all the children, all the dogs, all the cars. It's, 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 it's a nice size, you know. I, I just gotta, I gotta start to learn. You know, I get excited. I, I go overboard. I bought one dog. Kids were happy. Then a week later, I had another dog. <laughs> I went to camp and came back. I had another dog. So I like, oh, man. You know, I gotta start getting so excited. And I had to control myself, you know. So, I mean, I'm, I'm learning as I'm going. Mate. Ability-wise, professionally, though, just, just just to finish off, where are you right at now, Mo? Percentage-wise, are you 80% at your full potential, 90%? You know, how much more have we got to come? I was, I'm about like 70, 75, maybe 80. I'm not there yet. You know, I need that big name, a guy who on, like, on A-level yeah. to bring the best out of me. You know, yeah, like I, a Garcia, we were talking yeah, before, yeah, yeah, that type of level. I haven't seen myself yet, you know, on that level yet. You know, Terry, Terry Flanagan did bring my level because... First of all, I was fighting his hometown. It was like, ah, yeah. man, it's big. It feel like the ring and the ropes and everything was going crazy. Even when I walked into the ring, like the ground was shaking. Like, man, yeah. it kind of made me nervous. Like, man, the crowd really turned, you know? But, you know. It, you turned them, though? Huh? In performance, you turned them? Yeah. You were getting stand innovations at the end. When yeah, you had the belt. I, I loved it, man. The place was going crazy. It, even the fans out there, it was just, it was just like, man, like, that hooker, we weren't going for you, but now we're a fan. Yeah. Like, I was like, thank you. And everybody, like, when I got home in USA, like I had like least close to 500 DMs on my Instagram, and they were all from British. You know, it's like wow, you know, they they really support me. You know, so why not go back over there and fight in front yeah. for you know for them? Are you um, when when you finish boxing regarding maybe other businesses that you can get involved with? Are you going to maybe do? Like a sperm bank, maybe, a, <laughs> yeah. maybe artificially, yeah. just to help. Stood himself out, yeah, yeah stood them out. People, people yeah. that maybe are struggling, yeah. maybe you can help them well, out. Why yeah. not? You'll make money for it, why not? <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I, was, I was selling them, yeah. <laughs> Get yourself a litre of moss punk, that's what you need. <laughs> can't miss, can't miss moss punk. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, man, yeah, thank, you. thank you so much for sitting with us and having a bit of a chat. Absolute pleasure. The man, man, Mahoka. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.